There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. And it is 220. It's Wednesday. Got Natalie Rodriguez and a trending story. Hey, Natalie. Hey there, Brian. A big happy 246th anniversary to our United States Marine Corps. Celebrating with a very special ceremony at the Iwo Jima Memorial in Washington today. Um, basically, at every post in the Corps, Marines are sharing a cake and honoring their history. Part of the first piece of cake goes to the eldest Marine present, followed by a slice of the cake to the youngest Marine that's present. The cake ceremony symbolizing the passing of experience and knowledge to the next generation of our Marines. First Marine served in 1775. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Double dog. <laughs> All right, now somebody who is uh, a good American as well. Our buddy Seth Denson, GDP Advisors, the author of The Cure. You may follow him at Seth Denson on Twitter. And uh, Seth, there are a few different directions to go with you right now. But I do want to talk about this vaccine mandate in a uh, couple of respects. I mean, the way the news media often will handle an issue like this is they make it sound like it, it, it's you know, flipping a light switch. Like, if this vaccine mandate is going to end up becoming a law, in effect, January 4th, you just walk in on January the 4th and you flip on the light switch and then you just, you know, out all those people from your business that that aren't in compliance. It doesn't exactly work that way, does it? Great to be back with you, by the way. Uh, You know, listen, when when the the rule came out from OSHA and was finally released, I read through it, and it's it's tremendous. I mean, there are literally... (laughs) hundreds of pages in this rule and 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 when you're looking through what's in it i mean this is going to create a massive burden on these large employers from from the perspective of not only is the mandate there but the mandate also says if you don't you don't have to comply but you have to have weekly testing it has to either be proctored uh, by a medical professional or by a, a staff member of the company. Well, now we've got HIPAA concerns. Then you've got challenges over the, the law requires you to maintain those records. So there's already services that are popping up. This is going to create a massive expense for employers to have to comply with this. I mean, there are literally mountains of things and regulatory structures that are going to have to be put in place just to make sure that you're in compliance with this in the event it goes into effect on January 4th. Well, Seth, and to that initial point you're making, which is a really good one, it seems as though most businesses aren't even going to offer the testing option because of everything you just mentioned. Well, that's right. And, and I think that's the intent here, right? We always, you can look and break through the rule and understand why OSHA did it. Well, OSHA needed to have an out for somebody who didn't want to become vaccinated um, if they wanted to remain in kind of precedence, the prior SCOTUS ruling over like smallpox vaccine that we could talk about. But the, the, the key here is they wanted to make it so difficult for employers to allow for the opt out that it almost forces them to require the mandate. Um, and, and that's effectively what's happening here because take, take a company like, let's say, a, a Domino's Pizza franchisee, right? I'm just throwing them out there, or Papa John's or Pizza, I'm just throw, throw out any of these, right? These all have hundreds of employees. They come and go. Tracking them is already difficult. They've got stores spread out all over Hell's Half Acre here, right? And, and you're sitting here going, I've got to track and be able to, mo- to, to monitor 
whether or not they, they did it. Was it in, within seven days? Was it a medical professional? Did I have a staff member proctoring it? Like, there's just so many steps here that makes it almost impossible to comply, which I think was the intent, so that people will just say, hey, everybody just has to get vaccinated or you're not employed. Yeah, well, and in, in related, the great absurdity that this applies to to people who are 100% remote workers or never around anybody. Um, but, I mean, just to make sure that you do ultimately comply or get fired, which, uh, you know, is the, the clear intent here. So, Seth, to this end, um, the question, you know, then comes, okay, well, what do companies do and what are companies doing right now? So, you know, we, we know that the rule is stayed in a federal appeals court. Also, the likelihood that however it goes in the appeals court, uh, you will have the United States Supreme Court likely be the arbiter that we're not exactly sure when. But there are a series of deadlines leading up to January 4th. I think the first is the first week of December for businesses to begin sharing some of this information with the federal government. What are em- employers doing at this point? Panicking, Ryan. I mean, if I'm just being honest, that's, we're getting a lot of calls here at GDP from, from clients who we advise on risk, because this is a massive area of risk. The penalties that could be imposed, the challenges here, how to actually start documenting this stuff, how to make sure you're still in compliance in this documentation process with HIPAA rules. I mean, there's so many different layers, and I think that's ultimately why the Fifth Circuit said, time out. we got to stay this rule. The problem is, while they have, and they put a halt to it, to your point that you said at the very beginning, in the event this does press forward, then what's the process of flipping that switch on? Employers can't wait. They have to run dual tracks, uh, and that, that is figuring out how they're going to manage this process, the data gathering. I will tell you, we did a quick analysis just for a, a business with about 250 employees yesterday, and we just did a small financial analysis if they wanted to provide testing for their roughly 100 people, and we were talking over $6,500 a week. Now, to a business that runs on a very thin margin, which many are these days as a result of the pandemic, that is going to be just catastrophic for them. So they're left with no other choice but to say you have to get the mandate or you have to get the vaccine. And so this is, these are all the things that employers are wrestling with right now. And I wish I could say there's this clear-cut dual track. The best thing I can say is don't wait. Don't stick your head in the sand, much like we said with the Affordable Care Act. Don't. Don't rest on the idea that it might get overturned. You've got to plan for the event that it doesn't. Wow. Yeah, they, just the latest reminder that elections have consequences. Seth Denson, GDP Advisors, author of the QR, at Seth Denson on Twitter. Till next time, Seth, appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Now, you're listening to The Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.